Let's get ready to study God's Word. Greetings to one and all. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit our podcast page, biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our Bible study resources, our previous episodes, and much more. Before we begin, however, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and your goodness to us. We thank you for the privilege of prayer and Bible study, and we invite your presence to be with us to give us wisdom and understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's study is entitled, What of Works? And our passage for this study is found in James chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Awesome. What of works? The idea of works in the life of the Christian is one that is complicated. And it's not complicated because the Bible is complicated. It's complicated because we have uh, many different views of how faith and works ought to operate together. In Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10, we read, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's verse 9, 8 and 9. And many people look at that and say, see, there's no works involved. Because we tend to equate works in the Christian experience as self-righteousness. We tend to understand that as legalism as me being good enough for God to have to save me. Okay? But that's not what the Bible teaches us. If you look at verse 10, Ephesians 2 verse 10, right behind what we just read, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So God created us. We are the workmanship of God, right? We are his work product. And we were created and recreated in Christ Jesus unto good works. So we are created for the manifestation of good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. It's not even that God figured out afterwards. It's not even that this is a post-sin issue. This was the original purpose. 
So what was the purpose of our creation? Well, God created us in his own image and after his own likeness. So what was God's purpose in creating us? Well, God created us that we would reflect him, that we would more and more reflect the image of our creator. Why would that happen to be? Is that because God just, you know, has nothing better to do than to, than to make trophies to his own glory and honor? Well, the Bible teaches us one thing, and one, that one thing is that the success of the universe, our happiness, and the safety and security of the universe is bound up in our focus to God. Right? Everything negative that we read about in the Bible and the spirit of prophecy as it pertains to how the universe and, and this planet have been, all the negative things are associated with taking our eyes off of Christ. As long as our eyes are in Christ, everything goes well. But as soon as our eyes come off of Christ, everything goes south. So, keeping our eyes on Christ, keeping our eyes on God, understanding who He is, these are all beneficial for us and for the universe on a whole. But it is hard for finite creatures to understand the infinite. And God created us in his image as finite beings who would more, who would grow more and more to reflect who he is, which helps all of the other creation around us, us included, to better understand who God is. Right? Just think about it. The best understanding of God we have right now is in Christ in his earthly ministry. Why? Because we could see him and handle him, as John says, and, and understand how he interacted with us and how he felt about things and how he manifested himself to different people in different ways. Sure, God has been manifesting himself to people all throughout recorded history. But in the life of Christ, it was easier to observe him without being distracted by the fear of God, without being distracted by the awesomeness of his glory and his presence. Those things which which we have to wrestle with in the purity of his divinity, and maybe that's not a good phrase because Christ was also divine and pure, but in in the you know, in this, in the place where Moses says, show me your glory. And the Lord's like, Oh, can't do that the way you would like it to be done because that's going to be a problem for you. But in Christ, everyone was able to see and, and interact with him and better understand him. So the issue of faith and works, we were created unto workmanship. We are created. We are God's workmanship and we're created unto good works. So, why is works so important? Well, James says that faith without works is dead. We are saved through faith, but James makes it clear that if our faith doesn't have works, it dies or becomes dead. And if it's a dead faith, won't help you. As an example, let's look at Peter. Peter and the other disciples were in the boat. Jesus was walking on the water. They saw him and became frightened. He calls out and says, no, it is I. Peter says, can I come out 
on the water. Jesus says, sure, come. Peter begins to walk on the water. So he clearly has faith because you're not walking on water without faith. He clearly has faith, manifests that faith. He's walking on the water. But he takes his eyes off Jesus, whether because of the fear of the tempest, whether because of distraction, whether because of of self-exaltation, regardless of which reason or reasons you ascribe to the situation, the important point for this discussion is his eyes came off Jesus and his hold on faith lessened and he began to sink. His faith no longer had works because he was sinking. So faith is a concept, faith is something that we need not just one time, not just at the point where we accept God, but we need faith on an ongoing basis. It is not as though we hear an evangelistic series or we study the Bible or we're convicted of our sin and we pray to God for forgiveness and acceptance of, of the sacrifice of Christ and then we're translated to heaven right away. If that were the case, we would just need a little bit of faith one time and then we'd be okay. But we need faith on an ongoing basis. And if we have faith on an ongoing basis, in order to have faith on an ongoing basis, what James teaches us is that that faith must be accompanied by works. Because James 2.17 says, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. A lonely faith is a dead faith. A dead faith cannot save you. So in 14, verse 14, it says, What doth it profit, my brethren, if a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? Well, a dead faith cannot save him. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, so if they are unclothed and hungry, and you say to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, but you don't provide for them. You don't make it your business to try and help them. You just send them off with a prayer. Does it profit them? No. Does it profit you? No. If our faith is a true faith, it will be accompanied by works. And those works will be the works of God because he has created us as his workmanship unto good works. So if by faith we accept the grace of God and live according to his, to the life of Christ, if we accept his grace for our salvation, we will live a life like Christ, a life of faith like Christ, a life of works like Christ. Because if we say we have faith, which is invisible, and we don't do any works, which is visible, that faith is dead. Yes, we don't want to get into caught in the trap where we're doing works that are visible and it's not based on a faith. It's not based on salvation. It's not based on the grace of God. Okay, But you don't solve that problem by going in the opposite direction, which is to do nothing, because our lonely faith will die.
And there is no salvation in dead faith. Our faith is strengthened when we have an opportunity to be the answer to someone's prayer. Our faith is strengthened. Their faith is strengthened. And we are enabled to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. We pray that you'll look for opportunities to exercise your faith through good works, which God foreordained that you should do them. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and your goodness and your love. We thank you for the, a better understanding of the relationship between faith and works. What of works? They are a manifestation of the faith that we have. And we ask you to help us that we will continue in those works that are inspired by heaven for the glory and honor of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. Remember, you can find Rightly Divide the Word of Truth on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you normally obtain your podcasts. Please feel free to contact us via email at BibleQuestions at ASBZone.com. Whether you have questions, comments, or concerns, we look forward to hearing from you. If you're finding this channel to be a blessing, please take the time to share our page with others. And always keep our ministry in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study His Word.